0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live. We are discussing the digital revolution that's taking place all around us in the business world, in our personal lives, and everywhere in between. And that in-between space seems to be shrinking a little these days. But I think that's a sign of progress here in our world. We're delighted to have today our friends from Do It uh, have a sponsored episode today of Cloud Wars Live. And we're with Thomas Bush, who's the ISV program manager for Do It. Thomas, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. Thanks, Bob. Happy to be here. So, Thomas, you were saying just before we started here, there's a global expansion underway for your company. So uh, it seems you're burning the candle at both ends these days.
1: Yeah, we're we're pretty busy. We're having fun, and uh, we're we're keeping pace and trying to be the tip of the spear with uh, a couple
0: different regions and a couple clouds, and um, we're having a great time. That is fantastic, sir. Well, um, Thomas, I know one of the things that you were keen to talk about here, it's so interesting, you know, as the world in the last two or three years, the business world has moved so aggressively toward the cloud. One of the things that's changed there is in some ways the procurement policies, right? And the, uh, the ways that ISVs and their customers access software. So as the big, some of the big cloud providers have developed these marketplaces like AWS and Google Cloud. Um, there's a whole new way that software is provided in some ways and that's caused some changes up and down and is uh, I'm sorry do it has jumped in with some pretty interesting new solutions for isVs could you tell us about that yeah for
1: sure thanks thanks Bob the the market conversation the marketplace conversation is a bit like an iceberg I, I think if you were to look at where it falls into um, The AWS and Google Cloud pages, you'd see it as part of part of the greater whole, but you wouldn't necessarily immediately understand the gravity and the mass of what is happening with these marketplaces. So I I think to start with context, it's like, let's talk about the iceberg. And the iceberg is that AWS and Google Cloud are doing a fantastic job of creating incentives and changing the way the companies buy software. And and this is fundamentally different than what we've experienced for many years, where most software has been purchased direct. And I I think the closest analogy is probably saying, think about back when books were not bought on Amazon. And today, my default is if someone tells me about a book without thinking, I go to amazon.com and I look at reviews and I look to buy it and send it to my Kindle. So that same transition of buying behavior with unique incentives for procurement people is shifting the way billions of dollars are being spent. And they're being spent through Google Cloud Marketplace and AWS Marketplace. So I would say a lot of our ISPs are coming to us saying, hey, we're hearing this from our customers that they only wanna buy from us if we can offer through these marketplaces. And so as a response to that and from our relationship with the cloud vendors, we go, yeah, this is a a huge opportunity both to serve our clients and to provide technical proficiency to say, hey, we're going to provide some pretty unique tools and consulting experts that know the ins and outs of really how to get listed and published and what to look out for along the way.
0: Well, Thomas, that iceberg analogy used is a a great one, but also... um... It, it seems that at the same time, you know, like icebergs generally, we perceive them to move slowly, but there's a lot going on here. This seems like something that has come awfully fast. And, you, you know, you're not talking about a small marketplace off the side. You said this is billions of dollars involved here. So um, this is going to be, I think, very important here as you sort of lay out here. How does this change affect ISBs? How does it affect their customers? And it seems we're right at the beginning of this trend. Would you say that's, is that a fair assessment? I would say we're still in the early adoption phase,
1: for sure. Um, I'll take a step deeper into why, why this is happening at such a, a fast pace. And and that's a good call out. The incentives that are, that are driving this are that when most software companies, especially especially digital natives that have relationships with AWS and Google Cloud, the benefits that they get are often tied to a total commitment agreement to say, we will spend X amount over the next three years under the Google Cloud umbrella or within Google Cloud or similarly within AWS. And so the more money that gets committed to be spent in that umbrella, the more benefits are given. And so what's happening is that the cloud's very shrewdly said, well, if we can get people to buy through our marketplace, we'll give them credit that counts against this larger commitment. And so if really the, the core drive of a procurement manager or IT strategist is to say, hey, let's maximize the incentives and the benefits we're getting from our, our really the crown jewels, our, our cloud deployment, then... We want to put leverage on that and get more by buying other software through these marketplaces. And so procurement folks are being told, hey, if you're going to buy third party software to extend, improve or whatever else that's maybe not offered directly by Google Cloud or an AWS, if you're going to buy software, you have to buy it through the cloud marketplace, because That helps burn down the commitment. It helps keep the relationship healthy with Google and with Amazon. And so increasingly new logos are telling our customers, we can only buy
0: from you if you're listed on the marketplace. Okay. So then uh, Thomas, it seems like an ideal time to look at one of the differentiators that do it brings to this new dynamic in the marketplace because You know, what you've talked about primarily with AWS and Google Cloud, those marketplaces, is there's a volume commitment and discounts involved, but the business world's changing so fast and the customer requirements are changing so fast. It seems like there's a need for them to have more than discounts are nice, but they need to have flexibility and that nimbleness to meet emerging requirements of their customers. Is is that the place where Do It steps in and offers some additional value for ISVs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the conversation typically starts with, hey, our customers recognize there's a massive need to get on the marketplace. And so as technical experts and consulting them through opening a new sales channel, the natural evolution of that becomes, hey, now that you've helped us unlock new revenue potential, a brand new distribution channel, what can you also do to help us fill that channel? And so it's, it's this fundamental shift from the old way of thinking, which was if I spend a million dollars, will you give me 5% off? And this new way of thinking is because I'm spending a million dollars with you, how can you help me grow? Because ultimately that's what in, in this climate, that's what boards are looking for. That's what the executive teams are looking for. It's growth. So, when our team came together and said, how do we make this program and this interaction with our customers more valuable, more scalable than it's ever been, we said, let's have the growth conversation. And let's move away from a discount conversation to say, what are the ways that we can meaningfully help our customers grow? A second ago, you, you talked about staying nimble and saying agile. And it's, that's fundamental to this growth conversation, right? Because a discount tended to be pretty static. It was like, we'll give you this discount and then and that's it for the next three years. We, we're not really going to talk about it again. We locked it in, in the contract, right? The growth conversation is so different because quarter over quarter priorities can change. Verticals can change. You know, The ideal customer profile will change over time, depending on a new product release or depending on what the priorities are. And so, When we thought about what can we do that's most valuable, knowing that rate of change and rate of growth, we thought about a couple of incentives that I I think are pretty different from what's offered typically in the market. One of those is what we call go-to-market funds. And it's really a more expansive, um, hopefully more flexible adaptation on MDF. So a lot of times MDF, marketing development funds were offered to say, hey, If you use an approved agency or if you um, jump through these hoops, then we'll reduce your cloud bill. So our approach is to widen that and say, we trust that our strategic customers know what's best for their business in the moment. And so being able to tell them, hey, we will reimburse you for any revenue related expense up to a certain amount. You know, giving the freedom and the power back to our customer to make those decisions in real time and know that we're going to fill up the bucket and add fuel towards what already is working. So especially our customers who have mature go-to-market strategies say, if you can increase our ad spend in this way, or if you can help us utilize this agency that we know and love in a greater way, that is far more meaningful for our growth getting a three percent discount yeah now there's other customers that come to us and say we've got a strong ad platform we've got great proficiency in certain areas but ultimately we need leads we we need someone to have a strategy session with us and to put together a dedicated outbound effort so again we took a step back and said how can we offer lead generation to customers in a way that's scalable that's agile that meets different cultures and different regions in the way they need to be met. That could be us creating our own machine and building thousands of SDRs to serve thousands of customers. And the direction that we chose to go, which I think is a little more elegant is saying, let's find and vet out the best agencies in the world that specialize in this B2B SaaS lead generation motion. Let's find the ones that are best at certain verticals. Let's find the ones that are best in certain continents so that when our customers say, Hey, we have a gap and we suspect that there's a unique opportunity for us with this vertical in this region. Do you know who could help? Instead of us pretending like we're experts at that, it's saying, Hey, here's a, a stable of agencies. And what do it will bring to the table then is say, here's a couple agencies that we think are probably best given what you've shared with us. Pick one of these agencies to work with and do it. will fund the engagement with that agency. So do it. will step in and choose to fund a lead generation engagement on behalf of our customers as part of this larger commitment that they're making to Google cloud. So being able to say, we're not going to give you a 3% discount. We're going to deliver leads. That your team can then work to close. I mean, that is a, a, a fundamental shift in the value that we can bring as a MSP um, that's eighty percent engineering headcount. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Thomas. I was going to say something quite similar there. That is so uh, outside the general profile of what company, uh, what what all of us have come to think of. Well, MSPs do this, and there's a certain box or category that people want to sort of uh, circumscribe MSPs do this, they don't get into this other stuff. So you're breaking a mold here, sort of moving into, you know, new times, demanding new models, new outlooks, and so on. And I also, I, I love the point you made there about, you know, the discount programs in and of themselves, they're great, but it's like, okay, you get this much and the duration is three years. Well, <laughs> world's pretty different today than it was three years ago. And I think the point that you made about quarter to quarter, there are incremental changes, there can be some big changes, there's new opportunities, there's new possibilities. So for you to give uh, this new type of flexibility in a more agile, nimble, short duration way seems to align perfectly with what the business world is uh, sort of all about today. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying
1: that, and I think that falls in line so well with how Do it has always gone to market. And I, I think it's why we're the largest uh, MSP and partner for Google Cloud is that we've taken this approach of saying, let's let's bring flexible approaches and, and flexible insight back to our customers and help them understand what's possible and how to remain agile in ways that they might not if they works direct. And there's fantastic teams at Amazon and Google. Don't get me wrong. In fact, even within the marketplace conversation, there are great ISV solution experts that are doing co-sell work within the Google ecosystem, within the Amazon ecosystem. So everything that we're doing is meant to augment, to say yes, and what if there was even more flexibility? What if there was even more opportunity for for growth benefits. Um, And I think within that conversation around how can we provide unique flexibility and unique agility, unique insight, I mean, that holds true when we talk about our cloud management platform, when we talk about FlexSave, discounts and benefits, as well as the ISV program and, and the growth benefits built into that.
0: Well, Tommy you Snow, I think that example you just gave that it's an extension of what Google Cloud Marketplace and AWS Marketplace are doing. And it represents, I think, one of the reasons why, um, you know, it was five years ago, four years ago, we heard a lot of predictions saying the cloud is going to kill the partner ecosystem because there won't be any need for integration anymore. And that was just such an absurdly wrong prediction. Now, I've never seen a time when all the major tech vendors were more eager to build very, very vigorous, you know, thriving ecosystems now. So you partners like Do It are more important than they have ever been before. But that comes only if they are able to build in the sorts of additional enhancing value-added requirements and capabilities that you're talking about. So that seems to be the right way to go. Um, They don't want somebody coming in and saying, okay, all I can do is take the Google discount and offer a little bit more of a discount. I mean, there's a point at which there's not a value in that, but you're bringing a new set of capabilities that I think align, uh, enhance what AWS uh, Marketplace and Google Cloud Marketplace are doing and driving the new sorts of value, as you've described, to your customers. So it seems like a perfect match. Yeah, it's
1: we're in a great place right now in terms of on on both sides. We have the, the cloud vendors publicly saying this year, both Amazon executives and Google cloud executives saying we're doubling down with our partner push. Our partner ecosystem is the core of our growth you know announcing that to the street and saying this is the direction we're headed it is partner centric so on one side we have that and on the other side customers are saying we absolutely love how amazon works for our business we love how google cloud scales globally with us can you help us make that more flexible can you help us scale that globally so there's high expectations on both sides and The best we can do is show up and honor that and say, we're going to drive unique value for our customers that they wouldn't necessarily get elsewhere. And we're going to drive unique consumption growth and adoption growth for our cloud partners so that they know, hey, this customer was taken care of in a a unique hands-on way that is above and beyond what we might have been able to do direct.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Thomas, that's a, a point I've been making in some other uh, forums recently about it, that this rise of the partner ecosystem for all the big cloud vendors, there, there's a lot of reasons. You just you know very eloquently outlined some of those. The other part is just the sheer mass of the opportunity that exists, right? even for these you know massive cloud companies to there's no way they could develop a direct sales force big enough to cover everything so they need to have these uh, highly capable differentiated customer oriented uh, partner ecosystem so th- that that just uh, it it just makes perfect sense what you've described and thomas i wanted to ask you you know a few minutes ago you talked a little bit about the uh, go to market funds program that do it has and you just briefly mentioned the uh, Save program. Could you talk a little bit more about Save and what that offers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, our Save product is a way for customers, uh, I'm gonna maybe sound like a broken record here, but maintain a certain flexibility and agility that they uh, wouldn't necessarily get um, specifically in the way of getting an, in the Google Cloud universe committed use discounts, and uh, in the Amazon universe, reserved instances or discounts from from reserved instances. So what we essentially do is um, because of our volume and because of our size, we have a way that we can offer those discounts to our customers Mm -hmm. and allow them to retain month to month flexibility on the machine types that they utilize. So typically without FlexSave, You'd have to commit to a specific service or service type or machine type. And you would say, we will use this amount of these machines or we'll commit to this amount for, for a year, or for even three years. And going back to your point earlier, things are changing so quickly that we realize customers say, hey, wouldn't it be perfect if I could get the discount, but still have the flexibility so that if a new machine type comes around or if my business changes that I'm not necessarily on the hook for this. So using our proprietary technology, we say, hey, we'll take on, we'll manage that and pass on the discount and make sure that you're able to maximize the agility that your infrastructure team has um, so that you can stay nimble and and address whatever comes your way. So it's, it's uniquely, Um, offered to our customers that, that have committed to do it. And it's, it's a fantastic program just as a standalone, apart from our consultants, our management platform, the ISV program. um, There's some folks that are listening to this going marketplace ISV, like maybe, but FlexSafe absolutely need that today. Um, And I think the ISV program is is still in that early adoption phase where we're going to see it become more and more mainstream. But um, FlexSave is a fantastic way for all of our customers today to to opt in.
0: Yeah, it, it, Thomas, it's you know, as we begin to wind down here, I just wanted to say that you know, a long time ago when um, you know I was about your age. I remember there were still companies doing things like saying, we have our five-year plan, we have our seven-year plan, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. At the time, maybe it was the right thing to do, but what you've emphasized here a few different ways, I think very effectively, is um, the world of business is changing today so rapidly uh, and so dramatically in a very short period of time that this sense of flexibility that do it offers across programs, across you know, incentives across opportunities. uh, That just seems to match up so well with what the world needs right now. Eve, right in not five or seven years, but as you say, three years seems like a long time, two years, uh, one year, but quarter to quarter, month to month, it seems to be what business people need right now. Because the world outside of them and their customers are changing so fast, so um, that that again is very impressive. And Thomas, I wanted to uh, just ask, as we as we wrap up here, is there anything that you wanted to be sure to add, or anything that you'd like to share about where do it is headed? Yeah,
1: I think we're we're always looking for how can we bring max value to our customers. How can we honor the trust that the cloud vendors have put in us? By introducing us to some of their most strategic customers um, the way that we help companies list publish integrate into marketplace is, is, is absolutely cutting edge compared to what what most folks have to deal with if they try to go at it alone mm-hmm. um, I think that to your point about how quickly things can change there really is an elegance with the way that Google and Amazon have set up their marketplaces where, the ability to burn down a commitment underneath the umbrella, maximizing the benefits possible, but also having the agility to start with, for example, a certain cybersecurity company that's maybe offered direct from Amazon and then saying, no, I think we want to switch over because this new product came out from a different cybersecurity company. The fact that our customers can now then go procure that through the marketplace and still get credit against their Amazon contract. That is, it's pretty cool and gutsy because it puts pressure on, Amazon and Google Cloud are putting pressure on themselves and their own product teams to be even sharper than they've ever been. Because if, let's take a CDN, for example, if, if Google CDN is at a certain point and suddenly, customers who have a commitment could also use Fastly, mm-hmm. and if Fastly starts to take away a lot of that spend, and all of it is still going through the marketplace, I would guess that the Google Cloud CDN team is going to hear about that. And so there is this great competition that's going to make everyone better. It's going to it's going to rise raise the tide across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's fun to get to be a part of it, and it's fun that in as everything is getting funneled into these marketplace com- uh, conversations that you're seeing both benefits get better for customers, options get better for customers and the competition around who needs to be competing where gets much clearer. So it, it is like a, a nice, um, the, the, the marketplace is getting more mature. It's becoming more sophisticated with these marketplaces and do it leading the way with the marketplace integration and publishing. There's no better place for us to be because our customers that are looking for hyper growth have to opt into this. So if we can be the ones to help them get there faster than they would get there otherwise, then that is so valuable and is so top of mind when our executives are saying how can how can we help customers grow because that's what matters. Yeah. So if we can be a part of the core infrastructure, cloud deployment, the efficiency, cost control conversation, and all of a sudden we get to help drive growth for our customers. That is a uniquely valuable marriage of like what we're bringing to our customer relationships. So I couldn't be more excited and happy to connect with you and talk through it. So always appreciate your insights.
0: Thomas, thanks. Uh, I really loved your points there about the competition making everybody better. What we say all the time here at Cloud Wars is that a lot of the tech vendors are going to win in the Cloud Wars, but the real winners are the customers because this incredible relentless competition, as you said, making everybody better and forcing the companies to think about not just better technology, but also better go-to-market programs and better ways to drive more value to customers. So it's a, a very, very exciting time now. And thank you so much, Thomas, for sharing your thoughts on this. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you soon. Okay. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. This was Thomas Bush, the ISB program manager at Do It, talking about some of the very cool things they're doing today. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time.